What is the dumbest thing Americans think about Australia? That's a great question because I I convinced a lot of people that I used to ride a kangaroo school. <laughs> that was Jazz Shelley, and this is On the Bench with Mike Hall. That's me. Jazz Shelley has become a sensation in Lincoln, Nebraska in her first year playing women's basketball there. She transferred over from Oregon after two years there when she was a valuable player, but not a star by any means. It took her no time to show off her talents for the Huskers. She basically leads the team in almost every major statistical category and was the driving force in their 12-0 start to the season. She's already registered a triple-double this year for a team that is the surprise squad fighting for the Big Ten crown. And she brings a joy to the court that can not only be felt all the way over in her native Australia, but especially by the Husker faithful in Lincoln. Speaking of, I started off our chat by asking her to describe the atmosphere for a Huskers women's basketball home game. It's insane. And our Husker fans are actually kind of crazy. So, I mean, they were, I think they were even getting into some of the Iowa players uh, yesterday. So, I mean, it's awesome to have that sort of atmosphere, but they're fun. Okay, what how, elaborate on crazy. You say your fans are crazy in what way? Yeah, I mean, they like are very personal. I mean, when I whenever I'm on the floor, I always hear something about Australia. I think one of the fans on courts I was asking me about Vegemite toast during the game and they they're nuts. So are they ex- <laughs> are they expecting you to answer like as you're bringing the ball up the court be like, "Well, actually, Vegemite is something that we normally have I have no idea, but I run the wing a lot. So sometimes like I want to turn around and like talk to them. I don't really think it's appropriate, but I will one time. I think they're funny. You got to do it at one point, right? Just for the story of what it's like to go back and forth with someone. It's fun. I I definitely will. How I want to get into uh, Australia and and Americans and, and all that stuff in a second, but I do want to focus on you for a second first. How do you explain how well you individually are playing this year? I think I'm big, a big confidence player. So, I mean, having my teammates and my coaches and the whole entire program support me the way that they do, it's just kind of made me play like much more loose and um, I'm enjoying it. And it's just fun. I think that big confidence factor has really given me a boost this year to really like max out my potential, I think. But how quickly did that come because you were productive from your first game this year but it was the new team for you when you transferred in so how long into joining the new team did it take for you to gain that confidence it was definitely a, a long preseason for me I think I nowhere near was as good as I was when I first started preseason to now but it was a lot of like um also with our sports psych and stuff trying to get like my mind back into the game and um, just like the chemistry with my players, trying to build those connections and stuff. All, a lot of off-court stuff that went into the way I'm performing now. Um, but I'm definitely nowhere near as good as I am now than when I was at the start of the season. What off-court stuff helped? Well, I mean, I'd get along with my teammates so well. That's that's like huge for me playing with players that I can trust and they trust me and there's mutual respect. I think that is um, a team I've always been a part of. And I really appreciate the the characters that we have here at Nebraska. Um, and that goes a long way with our team. Who's the biggest character on the team? Character is in like out there goofy or? Well, yeah, you said we've got a bunch of characters on this team. So I'm um, curious. Definitely 
I would put Alexis in the mix. Yeah. She's very out there, but she's fun. Everyone has a different sort of personality. It's really nice, the mix that we have. Um, but I would probably have Lex up there as a big-time character. Well, how close were you initially to coming to Nebraska instead of initially going to Oregon a couple years ago? Very close. It was definitely between um, Oregon and Nebraska. Uh, but, I mean, I also wouldn't change it. I was very grateful for the experience that I had um, the two years at Oregon. Um, and I'm even more grateful for the opportunity that they want to be back I guess after two years so I'm very fortunate for all the experiences that I've had what do you remember about a couple of years ago when you were close to Nebraska what did you what drew you to it back then originally um I have had a connection with these coaches I don't even know how old I was I think it was one of my world championships they came to they came to everything of mine they were oh they traveled across the country to come and see me and I me and not just me but my family have built like such a good connection with all the coaching staff and we felt like that they were the most genuine people we had ever spoken to and my parents obviously thought that that was a big key thing and obviously because they know me um, and we're so far away from home so they wanted to be able to trust the people in charge and my family and myself really loved the atmosphere here the chemistry here the people here so that's what overall drew me to Nebraska and I've like had those connections still even when I was away from Nebraska to Oregon um they're just really genuine cool people how you're not the only Australian on their team right uh Izzy Bourne and Ruby Porter also Mm -hmm. Australian how long have you known Izzy we have played against each other since we're about 12 maybe younger. Um, And then we spent, uh, we both got a scholarship to this uh, place. It's called Australian Institute of Sport. So we lived there together for two years. Um, And then after we graduated from there, we also went and played in a pro team together for a year and lived like in a house together um, before she went to Nebraska and before I went to Oregon. So we kind of paused there. And, and let me backtrack a second. That that thing you said, the basketball camp, that was that's like a big deal in Australia, but it's it's like far away, right? It's not like down the street from your home. No, it's in another state. Well, it's it's actually an Izzy state. So I moved states when I was about fifteen to go and live at the Australian Institute of Sport. That that's a lot to ask for a fifteen-year-old, Jazz. It is. I mean, I've lived out of home since I was fifteen. So I mean, you had to um, adjust very early on in life and it also makes you a lot more mature and independent so I mean I'm grateful for that experience also so you started playing against Izzy when you were 12 when would you say you two officially became buddies okay so it was a funny story because back home we have Disney Channel right and (laughs) Izzy was on a Disney Channel like ad so I've always known her probably for the first three years of my life as the girl that was on Disney Channel so like I was kind of like more like starstruck because she, I was I don't actually know her personally. I just kind of seen her from afar and her and her sister was like the girls on Disney Channel. So I was like, that's kind of cool. But we never actually started to like become friends until we both got a scholarship to the Australian Institute of Sport. It was always us like knew of each other, playing against each other. Um, but I, we were about 16. Yeah. By the time we actually like we lived here when we were 16 and we were buddies then. So she was on a show or just an advertisement so it was it's like a show that previews in like in like the ads but so it's called like uh she was on it with lauren jackson she was like an undercover coach or something and izzy was like the feature 
<laughs> How long did that go um, for? Um, that aired for like probably a year. Yeah. Like it was the one. It was the one show that just kept like repeating on, but it was Izzy featured in it, and we the whole basketball world just knew it was to go on Disney Channel. <laughs> so was she? Is she like a superstar actress? Oh yeah. We watch it back because she was so young when she did it. It's just funny now. And our whole team knows about it. So we all watch it together. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how much did Izzy being on the team make you want to come here when you decided to transfer from Oregon? It was huge. I mean, I really wanted to go somewhere where I felt supported and had a family um, away from home. And I felt the most comfortable here. I was fortunate enough uh, to visit Izzy uh, when we had the bushfires in Oregon and I couldn't go home. So we had to get out of uh, the state. And I was like, I'm going to go see Izzy for a couple of weeks. So I was already, I already was familiarized with the players that were here last year. Um, and I've already had that bond with the coaches, but I got to experience Nebraska for a couple of weeks because I had nowhere else to go. So right. being able to experience that as well made me feel like, wow, I could really have a home here. Um, yeah. And so that was really cool that I got to experience that. So besides an acting superstar, how would you describe Izzy when she was younger? She was younger. She was quiet. She still is pretty quiet. She's more to like to herself, but she's always been one of the most genuine friends I've ever had. So it kind of, it also her coming to Nebraska really showed if she enjoys it, I, I, we're very similar in character. So I, I knew that I would love it too. How would she describe you when you were younger? I was, I think I was quiet. I was more to myself. I think I've come out of my shell a lot more now. Um, um, can be crazy sometimes, but I can't even remember back then. We were so young. <laughs> when you're living away from home, it's tough to be, exactly. um, you know, yeah. I get that. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your season. It is not easy to get a triple double. <laughs> and you had one in November. What do you remember most about that game? We won by a lot. <laughs> we won by a lot in that game. Um, I don't know. I was just kind of, it was all just coming to me. Honestly, some of the rebounds that I've got and have got most of this season, it, I swear it'd just be landing in my vicinity a lot. <laughs> I mean, I try and time it and everything, but the, the bigs be doing most of the work down there and I just swoop in and grab the rebounds. They kind of like make fun of me sometimes. The bigs, he's like, I do all the work and you end up with the ball. So it's kind of funny. That yeah. game, I definitely had a lot of those. Um, but I mean, my teammates were knocking shots. We, we won by so much because we really like shot the ball really, really well. So my assist really came quite easy because my teammates did not miss that game that was knocking down everything yeah yeah I guess that's easier to get those stats when throwing out <laughs> assists is, is gonna be easier when they're making every shot um so you start the season great the first 12 games you win all 12 then you play Michigan State and they're shorthanded and you guys lose and no one's gonna go undefeated the whole season so you had to know a loss was coming what yeah. did you learn from that loss we learned a lot. I mean, I also don't think we would have played as well against Michigan than that week if we hadn't have had that loss. It was kind of more of a reality check. We went into the game. We weren't expecting that to be our first loss. Um, and we really took that one to heart because we weren't ready. We weren't prepared. And we could we would have done a lot of things differently. It, um, even if we should, didn't shoot the ball well, there was effort plays and then we gave up on defense. And there was a lot of things that we could have done. But we really looked at that and analyzed that, tried not to hang our heads for too long because we 
But we came into that Michigan game with so much fire because of that loss, which I think really helped us in the end. Um, yeah, but that loss hurt. But we and this loss hurt yesterday too. So try not to dwell on it too much. And Big Ten is an insane conference. I really can't wrap my head around it that we play probably the number one team in the Big Ten on Thursday. And then we go to Iowa on Sunday. So it's tough. We really don't have time to dwell on things. We just kind of have to bounce back and keep fighting every game. What is your head coach, Amy Williams, like in a locker room? Let's say you're down at the half. Is she Mm -hmm. someone who's going to be really animated and try to get you guys, you know, riled up? Or is she more sort of a calm and like, let's remember to execute X, Y, and Z, et cetera? Um, she mixes it up. I think she does a good job of mixing it up depending on what we need. Sometimes she'll come in here, uh, come into the locker room and give us like a big speech and trying to like hype us up and whatever. And other times just like, guys, just calm down. Let's just regroup. Like she does a really good job at trying to like read the room, but she mixes it up. Tell me something I don't know about Amy Williams. Oh, about her. I don't know about her. I know her fam- family and Coach Williams are very good ping pong players. <laughs> I haven't played coach, but I have lost to her husband and I think her daughter's better than her husband. They can really play ping pong. Yeah? Yeah. Why, why haven't you played Amy? Take her down. I, I think she's scared. <laughs> she's scared? <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> she's scared. I like that. Um, all right, let's tell, talk a little bit about your background. So I, I've only been to Australia once, but I've never been to Maui. Mm-hmm. What is your hometown of Maui, Australia like? Very small. There's a population of 8,000. Um, we live right out in the country. It's about two hours from the city of Melbourne. I grew up there for about 16 years of my life. And then I went to another state, but my family actually moved an hour closer to the city which is still in the country so that like my siblings could go to um, university in the city. My brother was playing basketball there and it was just easier because we were doing the commute for two hours, like every day. So um, my grandparents still live in Maui. Um, It's you go through a grocery store and every single person knows everyone because there's only one high school. Um, It's awesome. I love the atmosphere and that they've always been so like, they love like my family and stuff because they're very sport fanatics and they always like help help me and they love what I'm doing. And I have a lot of fans there, which is kind of cool. And I'm planning on going back there um, if I get to go home in May, which I haven't been there in probably three years now. So I'm excited for that. And I still have some fans there, which is kind of cool. Tell me something about Moe that is similar to Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh... It is a small town in a sense. Like, I feel like when you go down like this, it's always obviously a lot smaller, but they're, because they're country people, they're, I think they're very, they're very nice and genuine and stuff. I feel like you would see similarities in the types of people that are here in Lincoln, Nebraska, because they are very, very overly nice people here in Nebraska. <laughs> so, really nice? Yes, they're very nice. And I feel like it's the same where I'm from too. Give me uh, a food that they serve in Lincoln, that they don't serve in Maui, but they should? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> All right, you got you to franchise one. Bring it to I Australia. If I, if I open a Chick-fil-A in Australia, I think I would be rich. <laughs> As every Australian says when they come over to America, so we need a Chick-fil-A. Really? 
But they have some fast food over there, right? Just not Chick-fil-A in they, particular. Yeah, they have. We don't have anywhere near American fast food, but we have a couple spots. <laughs> now, we can do fast food pretty darn well over here. Um, what is the dumbest thing Americans think about Australia? That's a great question because I, I convinced a lot of people that I used to ride a kangaroo to school. <laughs> no, I actually convinced them and did not tell them otherwise, and they really believed it. <laughs> did you know what you were getting into, how gullible we would be, or did that just accidentally oh, happen? No, Americans probably ask me the most stereotypical questions every single time I speak to someone new. Like, like what? Give, give me the average stuff they always ask. So, like, the spider's really big over there. I get that <laughs> one. Oh, someone asked me, do I speak English? Like, do they speak that's a good English one. in Australia? Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, definitely the kangaroos and the koalas all the time. Man. There are some funny ones, but I can't think of them right now. But like something will happen, something not happen, like something so simple, like, do you have chairs in Australia too? Like they think <laughs> you live like somewhere that's like the unknown, like on another continent. Like it, it is another continent, but like in the middle of nowhere, like out of space, they don't understand. Do you have chairs in Australia? That's amazing. Uh, okay. By the way, I would have loved to be near you as you straight face were like, yeah, I rode a kangaroo. To school. <laughs> I was pretty convincing. <laughs> what is the dumbest thing Australians think about America? They all seem to be true sometimes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. <laughs> How- I don't know, but America, I think Australians just have, like, when they hear about Americans, they just think of, like, fast food, overweight, like, very like they think Americans are dumb I don't know why but it's always just like because when I was coming back to America from Australia they're like you're really gonna go back like over there like it was like they were really confused <laughs> you're like yeah they do basketball at least better yeah. okay <laughs> no I actually love it here I love it here yeah it's fun how uh how many Americans a percentage wise actually do a good Australian accent none I don't know anyone that actually can do it properly because they all do it and they sound like British. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They sound like they're from England. Okay. So no one on your team does a good one then? No. I would I would have thought Izzy maybe could do one. but Oh, okay. yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, Bella, Bella is all right sometimes because Ruby has a really – she has a lot thicker of an accent than me and Izzy. So her, like, expressions and what – um exaggerated and bella does hers really well but she can't mock me and izzy right um I, i'm tempted to try one and have you grade me okay okay well the thing is i'm afraid it might turn a little bit new zealand <laughs> I, I don't want to go there so you that can- was actually kind of good <laughs> no that was actually pretty good <laughs> thank you um can you do an american accent Yes, but it sounds very, like, Southern. Okay. You have to give me something to say, though. How about, um, <clears throat> I'm a cowgirl just trying to hang out in the big city. Okay. 
I'm a cowgirl just trying to hang out in the big city. That's not bad. That wasn't that, was that right. southern either. That was. <laughs> That's I know we exaggerated too much. That one wasn't bad. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. That's not bad. One day, I, you got to do an entire post-game press conference with an American accent and I just probably, see if anybody catches it. I probably could. I But it's because whenever I order at restaurants and stuff, I kind of put on an accent, like oh, an yeah. American accent, so that they understand me. Because every single, this has happened to both me and Izzy. We went to Dairy Queen to ask for a large Coke. And both times they thought we said cheese curds. <laughs> so they said, do you want, like, what sauce do you want with that? And we said, with my Coke. <laughs> it didn't really make that sense. That makes sense. So you have to adjust when you're ordering food so you don't get poisoned or yeah. get the wrong. Yeah, that's smart. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, there's a, a lot of great things about America, as we've covered, clearly. Um, there's also a lot of fascinating things where you are in Lincoln, Nebraska. For example, the culture around a football game is pretty special. How many football games did you go to this past fall? I went to about three. What were they like? I, it's insane. It's really insane. Like, I've never experienced anything like that. Like, we have football back home, but it's not American football. So it's still, like, me trying to adjust to the rules, but... I used to watch games at Oregon, but not really understand it because I felt like I was annoying people by asking them questions. So <laughs> now I went to a game with a few games with Sam and she's like, okay, get all your questions out now. Let me hear it because I annoyed her all game. So I understood the game and she let me do it. So now like I actually watch football and understand it. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Because I just sat there, there and she just, I just fed her questions and she explained them without getting irritated. And now I get it and it's fun. That's a good teammate. Good job, Hybe. <laughs> yep. Um, what could you, what would be the closest comparison to a sporting scene like that in Australia? I mean, there, there are rugby games that have pretty good crowds in Australia, mm -hmm. right? Australian football is our biggest sport back home. We get a hundred thousand to the finals. Yeah. yeah. But that it didn't feel like a Nebraska football game still felt different. Well, Australian fans, are absolutely nuts. So that's, but it's nothing like, what they have with like the light shows and like the flames and like everything's definitely a little extra yeah. um, at American football games, but they're, they're crazy. It's actually, it's a really cool environment. Okay. But wait a minute. You said Australian football fans are nuts, but you said Nebraska fans are crazy. So what's, what's the difference? Where's the overlap there between the it's nuts and the, the crazy? Uh, I mean, they sell alcohol at Australian football games. So like okay. people were like doing like <laughs> they drink alcohol out of like shoes and stuff and like wow, have that's just the bongs to games. And I don't see anyone at Nebraska doing that. Australian. That's what I mean by Australians. Are, yeah, I don't think that's allowed in the Big Ten bylaws. That's probably a, a big difference. Australians are on another level. <laughs> um, your parents grew up. They were born and raised in Australia. Mm hmm. Yeah. And you're, they were both professional basketball players, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they both played. Which one, like, coached you more or gave you more advice as you were growing up? They both did. My dad's more of a, a shooting coach. So he, like, helps, like, little kids learn how to shoot. And he also was able to go on, like, the NBL scene and work with, like, it's called Melbourne Tigers at the time. Um and help out with some of them. So he's pretty experienced in that department. So he helps me with my shot a lot. And my mom, 
she she has she's she's cool because like she'll be like jazz you played you played like crap and I'll be like, I know and I respect it because it's coming from a place like she knows what she's talking about um but she coached me since I was younger like my since I was like eight to about 12 and then I told her when I was about 12 I was like, you can't coach me anymore because she kept yelling at me to use my left hand and it would annoy me because she wouldn't yell at anyone else but me uh, I was like uh-huh so I was like okay I need to be coached by someone else because she kept yelling at me every single game to use my left hand and I couldn't have it anymore right. <laughs> but no we have a really close relationship and um I listen to her a lot they must be thrilled at what you've done this year and I mean every parent would be but to know that in Oregon by no means were you struggling but you just weren't a star the way you've been this year so they must be thrilled to be like yeah that's the jazz that we know exactly yeah that's like they knew how I could play like when I was back in Australia and stuff and after my first couple of games like wow like you're back like this is incredible because I've seen it before like before I came over to America it's like I haven't seen you like we knew you could do that. Like you just, I hadn't showed it in probably two years. So it's really cool to be able to like come off on walls and get assists and like do like rebound and be able to shoot the ball consistently. So they're really happy and they're happy that I'm happy and they have a good relationship with everyone here. So they know I'm like, I'm safe and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, and you're not drinking anything out of a shoe. So that's always good. Um, <laughs> what, what would be the best advice you remember your dad giving you about shooting? about shooting okay so he I always the shots that I miss it normally comes out the wrong like it comes out the side of my fingers so every single time I try and shoot I try and like just put this finger down just to make sure it's coming out of these two fingers every time so whenever I shoot I try and make sure that that finger's down every single time really and and have you found that that works like that when you do that it more likely goes in mm-hmm Wow. It, yeah it's more like a mental thing too so I know it's not coming out like the wrong places in my hand I just try and lock that one down that's cool mm. that's very cool all right uh you've been great so I'm gonna let you go in a second but before you go we're gonna do before you go four questions unrelated to anything sound good okay <laughs> okay number one tell me every pet you have had your whole life I have had a cat and it went Name? missing so I don't have a cat anymore yeah <laughs> I think it, it's somewhere. I don't, we don't know where, but. When I, did you lose this thing? <laughs> when I was about 15. Okay, so away. it might not be around anymore. I don't know. It kept going into the neighbor's house and eating their food. And I don't know, maybe they have it now. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, now, any other pets or just the one cat you lost? Well, I had, my dad had a dog, but I was really, really young when it passed away. So I didn't really experience that. Okay. But I think you're forgetting the pet kangaroo that you rode to school every day, right? Exactly. My dad actually had a pet dingo when I was really, really young too. Just no, like see, no, no, no. I'm not falling for this. You're trying to make, make me the dumb American who's sure. no, 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 no. You just pulled this on everyone else that you rode a kangaroo. I'm not falling for the pet dingo. I'm going to send you a photo after this and show you my dad's wild dog. All right. I want to see it because okay. otherwise I don't believe you. All right. I don't trust you. Americans aren't that gullible, but I actually, my dad actually did have a pet dingo. I will send that to you after this. Awesome. <laughs> Number two, favorite singer or favorite band of all time? Of all time? I don't know about all time, but currently I just listen to a lot of Rod Wave. Rod Wave? Yeah. Okay. How long have you been listening to Rod Wave? A few years now. Okay. 
That's yeah. all you listen to, like even pregame. Uh, I do like him pregame because he's like he's chill, like, and I like J Cole and that. But okay, it's been a few years now. Number three, what celebrity would you most like to meet? LeBron James. Ooh, what would you talk to him about? Mindset. Really? How so? He's just he's like he also he has like a kind of. He doesn't he doesn't care attitude you know and I think that's really cool how he just goes into every game and he just he just knows he's that good and I think that that sort of mindset will take you a long way I think he's awesome number four who's the best player you ever competed against Sabrina Ooh, INSQ yeah yeah that must have been tough what was it like to play against her she's tough she also has that sort of mindset like like LeBron, like she's also, she just loves to compete. I mean, the way she reads the game and stuff, that's like, that's the hardest part to stop her because you take away one thing, she's going to counter it. Like you're always in the wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, man, that's a good answer. Jazz, uh, you have been so fun to watch this year. I hope you have great success the rest of the season. And thank you for pretending that my Australian accent was not as bad as everybody else's. <laughs> I'm actually trying to tell you it was, it was very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Appreciate your time, Jazz. You're welcome. Thank you. That was a fun chat with Jazz. Again, I'm tempted to do an Australian accent again, but I won't because she was clearly being kind. My thanks to the Husker Jane of all trades for joining me. That'll do it for us. Thanks for listening to the Big Ten Network in Chicago. I'm Mike Hall. We'll see you next time.